that is the sound of Matthew Halsall. Playing alongside Nat Birchill, brand new track, which um, hasn't been mixed yet, has it? Or well, kind Not of. Not properly. <laughs> bringing back really great memories of the few shows that I've seen you play at in 2009 um, most notably and most recently the the Dingwall set which uh, I want to congratulate you on again because it was a bit of a risk putting on acoustic jazz quintet with harp in a dance floor jazz venue and you did two sets and you absolutely blew the place apart did you enjoy that yeah yeah that was wicked so where does it all come from? Because when you released your first record a couple of years ago, that came as a great surprise. Then the latest LP um, was just an even better development. And then the Nat Virtual stuff, amazing. And you're coming from Manchester. How did you all kind of find each other and get into making such fine versions of this classic sound? Um, we sort of came from all over really, but the melting pot in Manchester is a jazz club called Matt and Fred's Jazz Club. And you've got people like Stuart McCallum and John Thorne and John Ellis and Luke Flowers playing there, all the kind of heavyweight um, session players. And that was where I sort of suddenly realised I need to, need to start putting some records together. And um, I, I met uh, Nat down there and um, then I sort of headhunted a couple of players that weren't on the scene and I've just been searching all over for people that are into into spiritual kind of jazz. So, yeah. And where did you develop your sound? Did you um, go to music college and all that sort of stuff? Um, no, I mean I picked up the trumpet about six years old. Um, I just kind of went to see a jazz gig with my granddad and it, it was uh, a big band gig and the trumpet just seemed like the best sort of uh, instruments to play so that's where I picked it up after seeing that gig and I think they played Milestones and A Night in Tunisia at that gig and um, yeah just started there and kept going so. so no formal formal education didn't go sort of to big music school in London or no, I mean, I, st I did study, I st studied um, music technology and stuff in Liverpool at Lipper, but just more the sound engineering side, because I'm really into modern music as well as jazz. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which is what we're going to do a little bit of in the next hour. I mean, we've mainly got sort of some classic stuff, yeah. which is... Uh, which is, I suppose, the influence of what you're up to at the moment. But it's great to know that you obviously there's going. We can talk about you know where the sound can lead to. But um, you brought some bits and bobs as well. So that was the first little thing, which um, is from Nat, which is going to be coming out um, shortly. Yeah, uh, in probably April or May. And you're putting that out on your own label. On Gondwana, yeah. Which is excellent, and uh, that's going to be coming out. You don't do vinyls yet, do you? Not yet. <laughs> not got the budget yet. <laughs> That's right, it's not the budget. Okay, we're going to start off with um, a bit of Charles Lloyd, right? Yeah. First choice yeah. with Mr. Billy Higgins yeah. on the drums. And it's not that old, this track. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
record never ever fails, does it? <laughs> it's an absolute classic from um, Alice Coltrane, Journey and Sacha Denanda and uh, Matthew Horsall. I'm just playing some tunes. It's cold in London. You've come down from Manchester today. How it's even colder up there. Is it really? <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's been mad, hasn't it? It's still snow. Still snow. Staying with yeah. us. I'm saying it's like living in Oslo or something in winter. It's crazy, um, but it will eventually go in April or something. We played a couple of um, other very um, interesting tracks, um, starting off with a Charles Lloyd's track, which uh, I don't know actually. It's uh, What Is Man. We're trying to find out what album that's from. It's from Which Way Is East. Oh yeah, which year it is. <laughs> I've got Lucy <laughs> on the case. And um, and then it was McCoy Tyner playing Koto, and you just give me the exclusive that there may well be Koto on a future Matthew Horsall. Yeah, if I can find one, yeah. If anybody knows a good Koto player in the UK, you're yeah. seriously interested, right? Yeah, give me a shout. Because the addition of harp on uh, your recent dates was uh, was amazing I thought it was so great the way you got the sound so good I mean that's the great thing about modern technology you can just plug it in now right yeah pretty much <laughs> tell me about the band that you've got and uh, who's playing what instrument live okay um, well, it starts with the I guess the bass and drums uh, we've got Gaz Hughes on drums mainly and uh, Gavin Barris is my main bass player also on keys, a, a good friend for a long time, Adam Fairhall, who's just so consistent on every single gig and album I've ever done, and uh, yeah, it, he's uh, priceless to me. And then we've got Nat Birchall, uh, the silver fox on the saxophone, who's, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Mr Coltrane, I guess. And uh, Rachel Gladwin on the harp. Rachel Gladwin. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Um, it was McCoy Tyner's Sahara, the album, which is, uh, I've always loved that album sleeve. Yeah, it's one of the, that's, that's one of the best in the world. Yeah. So. I've never thought it was as good an album as others, but I think as you grow, you discover these records that were not quite at the front of yeah. the pile. I mean, Asante's a better album, but. That was a killer track with Koto, McCoy Tyner on Koto. Okay, um, now one of the things that I thought was brilliant as well when you performed live was that you didn't just do, or you obviously do your original material which, which you write and um, you do some really good sort of covers of some classic stuff but you also do some modern stuff in terms of covers and you've turned a cinematic track into a sort of standard in a way, haven't you? How important was the cinematic orchestra to you as you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, it's funny we were just saying that I heard it on, on your show uh, way back and uh, it was a big step forward for me to hear someone playing modern jazz and uh, doing it a little bit different with turntables and loops and the production is a lot kind of heavier than, than a standard jazz record so it was an exciting thing for me to check out. And I tell you what, it's really good to hear this track again because <laughs> this is, I haven't heard this for a while, it's amazing. With Fontella. Yeah.
Bright summer day down in Chinatown. I had nothing to do, wasn't feeling too blue, so I looked around. Now the people were busy and the children were laughing at their work and play. When I looked up the street and a little China dog came walking my way. She was looking like an angel, man. She looked so fine with the sun in her hair. I was keeping my cool, you can understand, but she was blowing my mind. That you look kind of lost, may I help you please? Now my heart started thumping and my tongue started stammering, I was speaking Chinese. There's a thing about nature when your heart is good, people understand. She took my hand China
of got it a little bit wrong when um, you said let's play a cinematic orchestra track and I played the wrong track, but it was all right. Although we should have played All That You've Got. All That You Give. All That You Give. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with um, remembering titles. But um, yes, we played Evolution. It still sounded brilliant. And, uh, and then we played the first of a couple from um, the lady known as Dorothy Ashby. Both taken from the albums whose title I can't particularly read. Is it the, the Ruby of Dorothy Ashby? Yeah, on Cadet. Wonderful. And what else did we play? Did you play? Uh, we played Leon Thomas. Oh yeah, that sounded uh, good. Yeah, China Doll. China Doll. Hey, you know, live music for you. I mean, do you sort of try and catch bands, live bands, as much as you can? Yeah, I mean, especially in Manchester, I try and go out as much as I can to everything. And not just bands, I'm massively into the DJ scene as well. I've been DJing since I was 15, so, yeah, it's uh, all good. I go to Mr Scruff's nights and um, various other nights and check it all out. So. Wow, yeah. it's funny because I remember, that's right, because I bumped into you at Dingwalls two years ago and you were just yeah. come down for the session from, yeah, yeah. from Manchester and then I was like, oh, you should play next year. And it all happened, it was great. Um, so if you could go and see some bands or say there was an artist that you know, you'd know you love to see that is still around today. I mean, like, we were playing some Charles Lloyd, by the way, that was from 2004. I mean, he's like really carrying the torch today, isn't he, in a way for this sort of spirit, this Coltrane-ness. Yeah, he's still going strong. And, um, yeah, I mean, people also are quite like Dwight Tribble. I've never seen him live. I wouldn't mind seeing him. He's the closest to Leon Thomas, I guess. Um, I always like seeing cinematic live. Um, and Soil and Pimper saw them in Japan in 2005 on New Year's Eve. That was a very good gig. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to see them. I saw Sleepwalker at the Jazz Cafe in London. What were you uh, doing in Japan? I was just out, yeah, travelling for a bit um, with some friends and stuff. So went record shopping, spent all my money. So, as yeah. you do, as you do. Um, another band, actually, that I think are doing some really interesting things in terms of, you know, the jazz spirit done well with a twist for now is Build an Arc. You mentioned Dwight yeah. Tribble, but yeah, yeah. I think Carlos Nino's really got a brilliant sort of attitude and good presence for the whole thing yeah I've, I've only just started hearing his stuff i've got a, a sing a 12 inch with me the the latest one that you i think you've played a couple of times as well it's quite like a pharaoh sanders vibe and uh, there was the one the tribute to dilla that that's beautiful as well so yeah i'm, st I'm just finding all that stuff at the moment you've so. pulled out a, a, a an album which means a lot to me which is the Pharaoh Sanders Journey to the One album. Yeah. You did two albums that were double albums for Teresa, which is another really great record label, and uh, I collect all their stuff. And uh, I think I've got all of them, actually. Uh, maybe not. I might have a couple <laughs> missing. <laughs> but uh, don't test me. I might have to do a podcast, actually, on Teresa. Have, have I done one? No, I did one on Catalyst. Um, but anyway, um, I just noticed something for the very first time on this Pharaoh Sanders album. I can't believe I'd never noticed it. I did say to you, I think Bobby McFerrin's on this album. I wasn't sure it was on that album or the, or the Rejoice album. I just noticed that he sings on You've Got to Have Freedom. That's yeah. amazing. For me, that's just like, I can't believe it. I was with Taylor McFerrin, his son, and I, if I'd have known that, um, I would have definitely told him. Anyway, <laughs> this is a track from it. Um, we're going back to the Koto, are we? Yeah, I think there's a bit of Kota on this. Uh, just making sure everyone knows that I'm into Kota at the moment. So. <laughs> Oh, 
want to thank you as well for uh, doing that session for the show at Maidavale recently. That was great. It was really good to hear you with uh, a bit of poetry. Yeah, yeah, no. I enjoyed it. It was great to be back at Maidavale. Schwanis, Roger Robinson. We're trying to work out whether... Well, anyway... (laughs) He did a track, didn't he? He did a track. He did a track for you, and it was all about um, Coltrane and uh, cocaine. And I was yeah. like, should we play this on the radio? I mean, the people at the BBC were fine about playing it, but we were sort of wondering whether it was um, accurate as to where John Coltrane was at. And we haven't played it on purpose, but we're going to double check everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> worth doing when it's someone like John Coltrane. So. Yeah, it was kind of quite random and um, hardcore lyrics, but it works really well. And uh, the Schwanis um, poem before Love Supreme is fantastic. I don't think that will be up anymore on the iPlayer by the time this comes up, but if people heard it, good. Yeah. Maybe someone's got a tape of it. Um, one for the memory banks. Did you enjoy it? Have you been at Maidavale before then? Yeah, I did one for BBC Six uh, right. last year, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was great, yeah. That's right. Who was playing your stuff on BBC Six? Was it the... Um... Uh, it was Stuart McConey right. and Tom Robinson. Yeah. Were, were big supporters, yeah. That's amazing. That's great that someone like Stuart McConey's into it. He's such a sort of influential... Yeah, yeah. ...folky indie guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird with this music because I find that if I play sort of um, spiritual jazz it doesn't actually have the same it doesn't put people off the way other kinds of jazz do so people who wouldn't like like sort of I don't know Herbie Hancock yeah. electric phase they'd hate that but they'll always everybody loves a bit of sort of kind of blue right or love supreme it sort of it goes right across yeah I think it's I mean it the audience that have been buying the records with Gondwana, it's been a real mixed mixed bag of people. It's just been people who are into just general music, not massively jazz fanatics. Um, in fact, we're struggling sometimes to get regular jazz gigs because they, they don't quite get it, whereas the general um, music buying audience do get it. So it's, it's quite an interesting sort of little... Um, gap in the market or something we've found I don't know what it is mm. yeah well I think that's where cinematic orchestras found themselves as well yeah isn't it? yeah in definitely. a way um I was going to ask you as well we were saying at the beginning of this um about where this sound can lead to and obviously you're a DJ you've experimented um with with beats and stuff will you be sort of trying to fuse the spiritual jazz with electronics somehow um yeah definitely at some point but it I mean Everything starts with jazz, so it'll be there'll be a jazz a live performance, and then it'll be manipulated, and then kind of re-sketched, and then it'll become evolve into something else at some point. So I'm already working with a lot of producers, beat kind of producers on stuff. So yeah, it's been really great sharing some music with you, Matthew. I can't yeah. wait for the next album. When's that going to be due? Uh, my next album's. Hopefully October again. I'm trying to keep a schedule every year, October. So, yeah. And I definitely want you to come and play at the festival this summer and set in the south of France. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, that'd be amazing. I'm trying to get Robert Glasper and Bilal. I'm trying to oh, get wicked. you guys and Robert Glasper and Bilal as a double bill. Wicked. Overlooking the Mediterranean as the sun goes down. <laughs> anyway, finish off with this one, right? A little bit yeah. of Ethiopian. Thanks. Thank you.